For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Blue Kool-Aid drinkers, Big Z here. The NFL draft is one week away. That's right. The Lions Super Bowl, baby. <laughs> but nonetheless, um, on this episode, we're going to be talking about the offensive targets for each pick in the draft for the Lions. So first through the fifth round, because Lions have six picks, and they're in the first five rounds. No six or seven. As of now, could there be a trade? Maybe. But regardless... Uh, we'll be talking about all that, and then early next week, we will have our final mock draft, so look for that as well. So sit back, relax, grab your Kool-Aid. It's time for the pod. Blue Kool-Aid drinkers, we are back, and it is April 21st when we're recording this, so eight days of Windows premieres will be a week away from the 2021 NFL draft. That's right. It's coming up. Um, and there is a lot to talk about in this episode. We'll be discussing the offensive side of the ball now. So prospects um, at the first round pick of the Lions have seven overall, the second round, third round, and so on and so forth. And who we might target each of those picks. Uh, so we have a lot to talk about. We'll get into all that. But before we do that, let's introduce you to the blue Kool-Aid crew that is here. So we got UJ. Hello, everybody. Rud Dog. Yo. And then we got our producer, Kid J. Hey, everybody. What's up? Kid J. So, Kid in J also. House. Yeah, that's right. And he. Kid, Kid J might be the most knowledgeable in the, the draft of any of us, really. So, he'll be jumping in here uh, <laughs> with some of his thoughts, uh, <laughs> possibly throughout the episode. So, gentlemen, uh, this is just like we did last week. Uh, we're just going to go. Uh, through each pick that the Lions have. We're going to assume that they don't have any trades um, and say who they might be targeting at that pick. So, yet again, we start in the first round. The Lions have that seventh overall pick, and, you know, mock drafts are running wild with who the Lions could pick here, but a lot of people think it will be an offensive player just based on the talent that's at the top of the board um, at seventh overall. So who's a player that we should be targeting? Does anybody... And I guess we can kind of piggyback this off to this conversation. Just uh, Dan Orlovsky made some notable comments this week about the Lions targeting offensive line, most more notably Penny Sewell or Rashawn Slater. UJ or Rudd Dog, what do you what do you guys think about those comments? Oh, I love well, it. I believe, yeah, I love it too. I believe I mentioned it in the last podcast. I would love to see us go to Penny Sewell if he falls to us, or possibly Rashawn Slater. I have no problem with us going O line and making our what is now a good offensive line and possibly an elite offensive line. Uh, why not build on our strength, you know? And besides, the, the talent, the elite talent in the top of the draft is either there or receiver. I mean, it's all offense. We're not picking defense with that first pick unless we draft, unless we move down. But, <laughs> right. What yeah. do you think, Rod Dog? Yeah, no, I was actually watching an interesting, like, it was one of those panel shows. I don't even remember. Just a clip where they were talking about, uh, like, how important O-linemen is, like, value-wise, like, O-linemen 
at the top of the draft is where it's at. Like they, you, right. They come in, they generally start right away. They generally stay more healthy than the other positions. And then they play for years and they, you know, they're, it's the, you know, arguably the either the first or second most important position, you know, with quarterback and like probably second, whatever, but like they protect the quarterback. It's so important. It's so it's like, you know, a little receivers, they make their impact, but O linemen, it all starts in the trenches and you can't go wrong. In fact, you're probably best off going that way if you can, if the prospects line up. And I believe um, in the Pro Bowl last year, only two offensive linemen that made the Pro Bowl last year were not drafted in the first round. So if you draft one of these offensive linemen in the first round, it's usually a good sign that you're getting a, a pretty solid yeah. player. An offensive oh. line also has the highest re-signing with their own team rate out of any position. Mm. Oh, one, um, one other thing. In the first round. The, the example they point out was the guy drafted by Tampa. Like they got they got a blindside protector for Tristan Wars. Yeah, now he's playing. He played the Super Bowls for like, like what he provided for that team, being able to come in oh, yeah. and 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 protect Brady, give him the protection he needed. Like he's an All Pro, so yeah, exactly. All <laughs> the like, draft pick. <laughs> so I think that makes it really compelling when you, especially since we're, we we might be in a good position to get one of two top tackles with elite skill sets. That's hard to pass on, short of a D, an elite D end or something like that. Do you have a presence uh, or a preference on Sewell or Rashawn Slater? No, I do like that because Rashawn Slater played this year, right? Like that. Like I like. I, I'd rather. I, I like the. No, he, he opted out. Yeah, oh, so then out. I don't. <laughs> no, honestly, <laughs> I, I think it's going to matter based on scheme. Uh, you guys are talking a little bit about this, like the what. It's going to depend on what. Uh, what uh, AGs that are of new offensive coordinator or Lynn Anthony Lynn wants i think either one's fine with me they both seem to have really top-notch athletic metrics and so no i don't really mind either way whatever one they seem to think works better for what they're looking to do right and and so sewell has 27 more pounds on rashawn slater rashawn slater's the slightly more athletic uh of the two what i've read about slater is that he works better in his own scheme I, 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 we were discussing right before the podcast started if lynn is the I believe he's been the type of zone scheme guy, uh, so that might be a better fit than Sewell, who might be the bigger. I do um, like size guy, for power, but, but man, both—I mean, both of their tape are great. If you watch Rashawn Slater against Chase Young, um, his, two years ago uh, when Chase Young and him played each other, uh, he held his own extremely well in that game, uh, and that's against uh, you know a. All, the rook, defensive rookie of the year, so in the NFL, uh, so that's a really good sign. Uh, Rashawn Slater, just a, a technique wizard, uh, is what I'm understanding. About. Oh, like Maybe that. his size and arm length doesn't necessarily match up to uh, an elite, long-armed defensive end in the NFL. But overall, you're going to get a guy that's not going to get bowled over and stay in front uh, between the quarterback and the DN at least. Well, I would just think that it would favor Sewell uh, just because the fact that the Lions really want to establish a rushing game and uh, with his size and, uh, you know, his ability to maul better than uh, Slater, I think would be more behooving to our run game. So I, I think yeah, I favor him in that, in that regard. So here's the, Sewell here's is the definitely fun... the more, oh, sorry. Uh, let me, oh. I'll just finish real quick. Sewell's the more like prototypical build. That's what I do like that. Right. Even and but he even has like slightly uh, shorter arms as well. Uh, 
like him and Slater both have kind of the shorter arm span, which is interesting. But he's but, got um, three inches on Slater, <laughs> right? Wise, yeah. But right. Go on. Um, so just a fun fact about uh, Sewell and 1,376 career snaps for Oregon. He only allowed only allowed one sack, and they, that was as a true freshman and a true sophomore. He will be. He won't even be 21 by the time the season starts. Oh, I like uh, so that. That's, extremely young guy. Yeah. He is two years younger than Slater, uh, which is also of note, I believe. Uh, yeah. But let's go to some other. There's some other prospects here that people are uh, mocking the Lions to, and that, of course, is that wide receiver where you kind yeah. of have the logjam uh, of Jamar Chase, Jalen Waddell, Devonta Smith, uh, the big three kind of first-round talents. I... If I had a preference of these three, I would probably put Jamar Chase third, oh, Waddle second, Devonta Smith first is my preference. I don't agree with you, Z. You, you're changing your tone there, Big Z. I don't I think, agree with you. Were you in the Chase camper like last time? I was, but the more I've uh, you know researched about him, and there's a big thing that you know if you're picking this high, you want to try to get the pick right, and I just feel like Chase. So you're has buying more, the hype. What you're saying, you're buying the hype. Man. I was buying the hype. I yeah, agree with you, I'm not buying the hype because I don't think I like Devonta Smith mostly because I think he's the best route runner in this class, and he he's going to be able to get separation. I think that's going to fit the type of offense that the Lions are looking for. Jamar Chase would have fit better in our old offense where Stafford's just chucking it up, kind of like Kenny Galladay style, the guy that doesn't get separation but wins the fifty-fifty ball. I don't like J- Jamar Chase for our offense, and I I think he is kind of a a bigger bust potential than Devonta Smith as well. Uh, because if you watch Jamar Chase's film, he the only way he's getting separation is by tossing cornerbacks down. He's not necessarily doing it with like elite route running skills, which I think is more required in the NFL. Um, well, I guess I agree. Yeah. The only knock, uh, the only way to say that though, is that Jamar Chase is doing this against NFL uh, t- like talent in the SEC. So, right. But yeah. why, why am I wrong? UJ? No, no. You, I keep getting those guys mixed up for some reason. I don't know why, but <laughs> Devonta Smith is my favorite by far out of the top receivers. I think I've never seen a guy more fluid that moves the way he does and just mm-hmm. make embarrassing defenses. So <laughs> fluid. So, so fluid. Bit. Unbelievable. I mean, he's just, he's on another plane when it comes to that. And uh, I, I'd have, if we pick him, I, I will have no problem with that at all. And he, he's my favorite out of the top three receivers. They're I'm all fast, you. but. Devonta Smith is just, just on another level with his fluidity. And, and his, yeah, I've never seen and they just got like his, that. And they just got his official weight. 166 is what he measured at the med- medical combine that the NFL had. So oh not even goodness. 170 like he was listed before. <laughs> so really small guy. That is obviously the biggest concern with him is can he hold up in the NFL at that size? Yeah. Uh, that is the number one concern with Does him. Does he take sure. hits, though? I, I The only bad hit I've seen him take – was because his hands were stuck out in the national championship when he got his finger hurt. But like, he's kind of a, he's very, he seems strong and wiry and he doesn't seem to take big hits because of his ability to move so well. So, I mean, it's not, this isn't like job at best where like you had the blazing speed and stuff, but he often got teed off on and had concussion issues. Like, well, job at best had concussion issues coming into the NFL. That's what I'm saying. I'm saying, like, even coming in, in college, he got teed off on, despite how fast he was, whereas it doesn't seem to happen so much to, to Devontae Smith. And uh, I just, I've just never seen a guy 
put a performance on like what I watched in that national championship game. Like, yeah, it was so special. And the way he moves is so unique and fluid. It's I Jamar Chase is a special player too, but I think uh, I put Devonta Smith on another level. And, and, you know, people make the argument <clears throat> that uh, Jamar Chase still feasted despite a deep roster at receiver. He was competing for reps, but I, that also means other players were pulling coverage away from him. Everyone knew who the ball was going to in Alabama. It was either Najee Harris or Jamar Ch- or Demonte Smith, and it didn't freaking matter. I mean, I just – he makes sure. it look easy. So, I, I, I think – I'm I'm on board. Your order, I, I put. I, I'm not sure about Waddle. I have my opinions on him are still kind of ambiguous because he's. Uh, he's athletic, know. man. He's I athletic. didn't get to see him play. He's real fast, though. I know that, and I like that. But he's small, too. He is small, five foot nine, um, and a half. Uh, slightly shorter arms than Devonta Smith, even. Uh, so, but man, yeah, he is fast, and he, he's also known as a good route runner too. And uh, but. What like Kuiper and them said is you can also use a punt return, a kick return, but that's not that's not quite what we want out of a f- seventh overall pick. I feel is a guy that mm. I mean maybe he could be Tyreek Hill, but I don't know if he could be Tyreek Hill. I would not, I would not be I'm not going to reveal who I think my prediction is for a pick until we do our mock draft uh, early next week. But I, I I would be disappointed if the Lions took a wide receiver at the seventh pick. The more uh, we get, the closer we get to the draft. Who could I'd it be, be disappointed? Teaser, big thing. Jesus. <laughs> um, let's go to um, quarterback as well. That's another target here for the Lions, yeah. number uh, seven, because you know there's all the hype around the top guys: Trevor Lawrence, Zach Wilson. Trey Lance, uh, a lot of rumors about Mac Jones going to the 49ers. Uh, wait, uh, producer Kid J, what have you heard about Mac Jones at 49ers? Is, I, I think I heard somebody on, I believe Dan, Mel Kuyper said he was 85% certain based on his sources that Mac Jones is going to go to the 49ers. Is that Yeah, what it seems like well? it. Um, they, uh, I know like Chris Sims, who's like close with like Kyle Shanahan, was talking a lot about it too, Mac Jones to the 49ers, but like they... But Troy Lance had his um like second like pro day yesterday or whatever, and the 49ers like ran it. The right, 49ers coaches like designed it just for just to see how just to put him through it. So they're taking also a look hard look at him too. But um, and I think it's either going to be him or I think it's going to either be Trey Lance or um or Mac Jones because it's really hard not to um when you trade two when you trade like two first round picks not to uh get the guy who has like the higher ceiling in Trey Lance and Mac Jones who's like a uh, you know, a more finished product. Right. So, uh, do we, if Justin Field is at number seven or Trey Lance, do the Lions take them? One Oof. of the two. There's the million dollar question right there. That is a big question. I actually think it's more likely they trade back if that falls to them. I'd much rather like the that. Panthers or the Patriots or the Broncos want to trade up. Yeah, I, I would uh, also rather see that. I think, but I really like Justin Fields, yeah. so I would not be I would not be upset if they took Justin Fields at number seven. This would be really tough, Z. To re- really tough. I mean, if Justin Fields is there at seven and we can't find a suitor, I mean, do we pass on him? Uh, I could. Wow. I wow. I could do it. It's a tough one. I, I I see personally. I don't know. I have a big. I have good feelings about Jared Goff. I believe the team. I believe that 
oh, leader ownership and leadership or management and coaches, they believe in him as legit. And I think I believe it. I take it at face value when they say they want to build this team and get you know around him to some extent. Uh, would I be just would I I'd be a little disappointed if we went for a quarterback right there? But I'd understand it. I wouldn't. It's not what I want though. I think I'd be happier if we. The only thing that I like that I I have a, like a, it's like an issue with it where I'd be like, yeah, you kind of got to just because of the sheer value of the position, I guess. But I don't know. I'd rather take Sewell or someone like that, like to build and give golf a chance to really succeed. Well, I'll tell you what, if he is there though, I, I think someone will trade up for him. Oh, I do think that. <laughs> I, I really do. Yeah. So what, what, I'd, what I'd is a trade? What's a trade that you would accept? Oh, uh, what, 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 what can we get renewed? We obviously get the first round pick back. Uh, yeah. With maybe the game. a sec, maybe a second rounder, something like that. Well, uh, I, I don't know. I'm not sure what the uh, prescribed value is at that point. Uh, I'm thinking biggest... maybe a second rounder and possibly. So the most popular round. one I've seen lately is the Patriots trading up from 15 to go up to number seven to grab him. Yeah. I like that. I wouldn't want to go too much further back than 15. I don't want to trade back into the twenties too much unless we get really serious compensation on the other side of it in the, like in the second, third round, whatever. Uh, ideally, we get a, something where we get a couple extra picks and we move back like, you know, like, set, like, like that about 15 to like eight spots to 15 where we I would say a minimum, some... like a second and a fourth rounder. Yeah. Like yeah. something like that, but I don't want to move back too far. Like if someone in like the late twenties or thirties is, you know, trying to trade up with us, unless they're offering us the world, like I, I want us to be able to still have a shot at premier talent in the first round. Right. I think we want an impact player still in that first round. The, the Lions only have six picks in this draft, so I think they're very prime candidate to trade back. Absolutely, uh, yeah, sure. there is that too. Um, what, what did you guys have any anybody else uh, to target here in the first round, or should we move on to the second round? Well, I mean, we barely covered anybody. Come on, what about Pitts? Well, the, isn't there one guy we're uh, sort of just? Oh, of course. Oh, duh. <laughs> I, I just don't think he'll be there at seven. I don't no, think he'll be. I don't think so either. Do you think he would? I mean, not. if he's there, I don't want to trade back. I want to grab him. Yeah, really? so he's probably the most dynamic player in the draft, maybe short of Trevor Lawrence. And <laughs> and even then, I don't know. Like, this dude is so freakish. Uh, you I, know who we're talking about, people, don't you? Kyle Pitts, of course. Of course. Because we didn't mention his name. There <laughs> is that one other tackle from USC that people, a lot of people have mixed feelings on the order of the top tackles. I've seen him. Elijah, as, Elijah Vera Tucker? Yeah, like yeah. I've seen some people talk about him instead of ahead of Schlater. He's projected more as a guard, so, though. Uh, that that I've seen both. His value a little bit. I've seen him as a, like, I've seen people talk about him as both, so I don't know. Uh, I'm just putting throwing his name out there. But. Yeah, no, I mean he's he's definitely the top rated guard in this class, um, and he can play tackle if necessary. But that's not where his long term projection is. He'd be like a maybe a one year based, based on whose projection. <laughs> I'm saying other people other people projected him to be a starting tackle. I'm just saying. <laughs> I think project people project him to be a starting tackle that be, that may be like mediocre, but then he could be an all pro type guard just based on his size and. Uh, his arm yeah. length. And I've such. seen him mock to us at seven. Let's just put it like that. So take it for what it's worth. Who? Right. I, I didn't. I, who? <laughs> at seven. Take it for what it's worth. I've, if, I, okay. I don't, I don't, <laughs> I'm throwing him out there. Okay. Jeez. Um. But yeah. I. 
So there, there was that. Uh, who made the trade? Maybe it was Mike Mel Kiper or Ty McShay, some or SI, uh, where the Lions trade back at seven uh, and get Devonta Smith at sixteen uh, with the Arizona Cardinals, and the Cardinals move up to seven and grab Kyle Pitts. No I do not like that trade. I would rather get Kyle Pitts in that scenario. Uh, I can't believe Devonta Smith to be there at sixteen for one thing, but yeah, I don't buy that he's still there. But uh oh. I mean, but what are we getting in that scenario for that pick? Let's say they get two second rounders and a fifth rounder. Like, let's say if you can guarantee do we it. still get Devonta Smith, I, say do I, it. I would take it. Do it. I I would not do it. Do it. I'd also be fine taking Pitts. Honestly, that one is a win-win all around if that scenario was realistic. You like the shiny object, don't you, Zane? Oh, like, he's the shiny of all the He is the shiniest. <laughs> I mean, Devontae Smith's pretty damn shiny, but yeah, yeah I mean, yeah. he's pretty shiny. You can't deny the physical traits of that guy. It's like this is like almost another Calvin Johnson coming out, but with his own unique attributes. It's, oh, yeah. right. he, he is drool worthy. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, especially because he'll line up as a tight end and block too. Like, they say he actually. I think he actually blocked pretty well in college. Uh, yeah, he blocked okay. And but like he's willing to learn. He's got a willingness, and he's got strength. They could teach him. And so, uh, such a dynamic weapon like that. Like, oh my god, that would be incredible. On top of Hawkinson. Ugh. All right. right, and I mean he wouldn't. You can also <laughs> list him as a wide receiver. His his title really should be tight end slash wide receiver. Uh, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> it's what he is. But, I mean, like, he would probably – he has that potential to be, like, transcend all these other freakish tight ends that are doing such great things right now in the NFL because his skill set is so – that like, it's superior to, like, what, the Kelseys and the – and the, you know, name the other top tight ends right now. Physically, he's freakier than all Waller. I've heard a lot of Darren Waller uh, comparisons in terms of what he can do for the offense. Who's Darren Waller? Oh, Darren great. Waller, tight end on the Raiders? Uh, I don't want to dude. Led the league in yards and receptions. They don't. They're not the Lions. So I don't care. But uh. <laughs> <laughs> all righty, let's. I think uh, so. Yeah, we spent about okay. We spent a good chunk of time on the first round. There's obviously just so much talent on the top there at number yeah. seven. The Lions can go. Um, it's been a huge point of conversation, obviously, with a lot of people. But let's move on now to the second round. Uh, the Lions have the four, ninth pick in the second round, the forty-first overall. And there's a lot of targets here the Lions could work with, too. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. A lot of second-round targets. Uh, where, do, where do we want to start? Let's start a wide receiver, because that's where uh, there's a lot of second-round yeah. talent that could fall to them, a wide receiver Definitely. that we can talk about. Um, Kadarius Tony. Kadarius Tony. Mm-hmm. A really fun guy to watch, 437, 40, 5'11". He's dynamic. Really explosive in the if like really good at breaking tackles and if you get him in the open field, uh, you know obviously lethal. I like so the, Rondell Moore. Rondell Moore, yeah, that I mean that's a really popular one, especially uh, for people in the Midwest to watch Big Ten football. Well, uh, especially since he blazed his forty. <laughs> like, if I, I he looked exciting right. at Penn, Purdue, but when you see what he is, that forty just confirmed he is blazing fast, a four two nine. That's elite speed. He has potential to, you know, impact the game, like, you know, in the same ways that, like, that's why I don't, like, 
Waddle's really good, but like I, I'm not sure what separates him so much from a guy like this. Like, I, like I don't know what their speed directly compares to, but this guy was just as dynamic for his team, and uh, he could be a game changer. He can, uh, he, you know, he he's disappeared the last uh, couple of years. But that, that and that, of course, is and his biggest concern coming in the draft is injury. He has a terrible injury oh, history. Okay. That's that's the reason that he's even fallen out. Probably of the first round is uh, oh, gotcha. how, how much time he's missed. Uh, so yeah. I mean, he barely played last year. Barely played two years ago. Um, it, it's really his freshman year that you have to go off of. That he was ridiculous, especially if you go look back at his game against Ohio State. Uh, it wasn't that uh, elite player. Wasn't that at my sister's wedding uh, <laughs> when they beat Ohio State that year? Yes, <laughs> yes. For 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 the record, my uh, brother-in-law, huge Ohio State fan, and on his wedding day, Ohio State gets beat by Purdue. <laughs> it was just <laughs> that was that was a great welcome to the family moment. <laughs> <laughs> Well, a great time for him not to be watching Ohio State. Yeah, true, true. And and uh, drinking some Kool Aid, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> to ease the pain. Right. Um, so I mean, there's there's more uh, second round talents here. Elijah Moore is a really popular name uh, thrown out there as a late first round, early second yeah. round pick as well. Wide receiver out of Ole Miss, heavily heavily utilized in that offense. Not a great route runner necessarily. Again, this is. When I say that, it's not necessarily my observations, other scouts' observations that I go off of um, for all these. Uh, and what I read is that not a great route runner, but, I mean, just an extremely athletic guy. Uh, one, he's 178, nine, but ran a 4-3, um, And just the propensity to break break tackles. If you watch any Ole Miss game, they threw it to him 13, 14 times a game. They fed him like a running back. Wow. Um, One thing's and that's for in sure. the SEC. He lit up Alabama's defense. I think he had over 200 yards in that game. Uh, against Sertain? Yeah, again, I mean, they, they, they move him all over the field. So, mm. But he's more of a slot guy for sure uh, in the NFL. One thing's which for sure. A, which is a the, need for us. The new uh, profile of receiver they see our staff seems to be going after of speed will definitely right. fit this draft. There's plenty of it. There are so many fast receivers in this draft. Uh, what Have you guys seen that Terrence Marshall guy from LSU? 6'4", 200 pounds, uh, big receiver. Yeah, and a 4'4", Yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, that, that kind of – when you got that kind of size and speed in the second round, potentially, like, there's going to be some real nice – target-rich environment for sure, receiver-wise. Yeah, I, I mean, you did. Did you have any other second round names to throw out there at wide receiver? No, you kind of covered the wide receivers pretty well. The guys I was looking at, uh, yeah, we're, uh, Terrence uh, Marshall. He was one of the guys I was looking at too. Jack just mentioned uh, six four, two hundred pounds, great forty time, played for a great program. So yeah, he's a guy I would seriously consider second definitely round. for a receiver anyway. Um, I'm going to throw out a name for the second round. I think, I don't know how high he's going to go. This is probably too high in the second round, but I just got to throw it out, uh, just from the D three football roots. Uh, but nice. his name is Quinn miners out of Wisconsin whitewater. So this guy was going into the draft process. Um, obviously made some noise, he didn't get his name on any sort of radar, um, <laughs> coming from D three, but he's projected to be like a sixth, seventh rounder. 
Um, but then on the Senior Bowl week, he just absolutely dominated. He won every single rep, reportedly. Um, we didn't really get to watch it, but if you watch his reps uh, like on YouTube and such at the Senior Bowl, he just dominates everybody there. Now he's seen as a second-round prospect. Kind of a crazy story. Uh, got a lot of work in with J.J. Watt's trainer in the offseason. He, he didn't... Uh, D3 football pretty much got canceled, so he just worked with J.J. Watt's trainer. Obviously, it worked, uh, whatever it did, up in Wisconsin there. And now you see videos of him, like, working uh, offensive line, like, uh, technique on trees. Like, his, he's, like, hitting the trees hard with his hands. Oh, nice. <laughs> kind of reminded me uh, Zander, uh Zander? what was his name? Was what, it say it again? Zach Zettel? Yeah, Anthony Zettel, the tree tackler. Zettel, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you put trees in your workout video, and then you're – Making physical contact with them, it's an instant upgrade in our book here on drinking the blue Kool Aid. <laughs> For sure. Oh, oh, uh, but yeah. but anyways, time. he's six foot two, three twenty, so he's got some good size to him. Four nine nine forty, uh, thirty three mm. and three eighths inch arms. So I mean, he's got the size too uh, to go along with the athleticism that he showed um, at that Senior Bowl. So I wanted to throw that name out there. Uh, I, I like that one. Us. I don't know a lot about the guards in this draft. I'm not going to lie. It's odd that I'm an old lineman, but like I, I don't pay attention to him that much. I, I'm attracted to the shiny objects too. But uh, <laughs> uh, here's uh, the top ranked guard in this draft might even be still available uh, if you don't count the tackle guard type guys. Trey Smith out of Tennessee, six six three twenty, just a big mauler, big dude. Uh, you know, I'd love to see us get a right guard to plug next to you know. Hell, I wouldn't mind if we double dipped and got like Sewell and then got this guy and just made our line just, you know, a freaking impenetrable shield, you know. See, freaking... um, man, so Trey Smith, what I know, what I know about him is that he was like coming into this last year, he was projected to be possibly like a top 15 type player yeah. uh, because of that size and what he was showing on tape before. And then this past year, he just his tape was awful apparently and that that is his grade is his stock is severely down basically um and his workout was less than impressive uh so yeah i would not be as thrilled about that pick in the second round personally uh well then you got wyatt davis from Ohio yeah. State. <laughs> i don't know well, my my pick right would be, i like that one better yeah, okay. for going o-line i liam eichenberg from notre dame uh oh uh, I just always like a good Notre Dame lineman. <laughs> They're yeah. pretty reliable in the NFL they are these very days. Reliable. O-line you over there. Yep. Um, we haven't even discussed running back as a possible target in the second round either for the Lions. Uh, no. Najee Harris. Please fall. I think. Please fall. Please. <laughs> <laughs> if he fell to Lions at nine, would you, would you take him? Oh, in a heartbeat. I mean, yeah. I mean, it'd be hard depending on who's there, but I would be so excited because that dude looks like he. He looks like he has so many similarities to, uh, uh, oh shoot. Oh my gosh. Uh, you know, the big dude over there doing good stuff in Nashville. Uh, good Lord. Help me out here. Big Z. What, what is that? Who I, I can't remember a brain fart. Who's the, the dude tearing it up in Nashville right now? Uh, in Nashville. Oh, Derek Henry. Henry. He has Derek. so many hallmarks of Henry that I, I, I love that comparison. And he just, he just, uh, tore it up at college, and I would love to see us get him to compare pair up with. I don't uh, know if he has Swift. quite the 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 weight and the height of Derrick Henry necessarily, but can you imagine if we got Penny Sewell and then got then got Najee Harris in the second round. Mm. That would be interesting. That would be great for a run game. <laughs> I don't think amazing. he's that. 
Is he that far off of, of Henry? Derrick Henry, what is he? Around 250, right? Yeah. Like and, six, uh, four, think, Her- isn't he? Yeah. So uh, Najee Harris around six foot one and a half or so, 230. So uh, definitely yeah. not as six, big. 6'3", six, 238 <laughs> for Derrick Henry. He's 238. I swear he's 250. Hmm. Uh, I mean, it probably depends on where you look, I imagine, the way these things go. And then 6'2", 229. So, I mean, I'm just saying, I'm not saying they're identical. I'm just saying reminds me a lot of him. Just that size to throw around plus that ability to burst. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm he, not saying he's the same guy by any means. Obviously, uh, uh, he's a special player. But, I, I mean, I just say, I like the similarities there. The other two running backs uh, possibly here in the early second round, uh, Travis Etienne out of Clemson, who probably hurt his draft stock by waiting one more year uh, coming out of college. Yeah. And we're all we're well aware of what he can do, 44440 uh time. And then Javante Williams on North Carolina, a guy I really like. Uh, this is a tough runner, a guy that's hard to bring down. I, I think he's underrated uh, coming into this draft, and I would not be disappointed if we took him in the second round. I think he is uh, a special running back. Yeah. Wow. Well, did he run, the guy from North Carolina? He ran a 4.55. Five, five. Uh, so, is he a bigger what, back? He is like, 5'10", 220. Five ten, yeah. Stockier than Swift, then. Yeah. See, I, right, I he's a tough I, runner and tough to bring down. So I want something that's going to be a bit like I'm not Etienne. I think is so similar to Swift in a lot of ways, uh, physically, like it speed wise, they're pretty similar, and size wise, I, I don't think he adds enough different things. Not that I would be mad about taking him, but I, I feel like. I'd want something more like Harris, but I, that guy sounds like he'd be adding a little bit more of a, a brute brutishness to him, but sounds like a pretty good runner. So he was a linebacker turned running back oh, I like um, that. in college. Hmm. I knew he would. That's why I had to mention it. Yeah. <laughs> um, average, average over six yards a carry um, for his career in college. So that's impressive. Uh, Swift, I think that's yeah. a Swift like in too. that regard. Right. Yeah. yeah. So a propensity to break tackles, uh, <laughs> So I I, I kind of like that as a uh, yeah yeah uh, more talented running backs counterpart. <laughs> yeah. Um, so uh, KJ, did you have any other second round targets for the Lions? Otherwise, we can move on. I I really disagree with you guys. Um, wanting a running back in the second round, I feel like that that would not be the best use of resources <laughs> for the Lions. But um uh, but I think uh Dene- Diami Brown from uh from North Carolina would be a good uh would be a good second round target. He's like a he'd be like a fit within with the Lions with like a deep a deep threat. He's projected to be a deep threat and he can he can blaze down the field and the Lions already signed a couple of those guys this offseason, so he just he'd fit right in. Yeah, he I think I believe he averaged over twenty yards a catch uh in his career in college. Uh the last two years he's averaged so wow. in twenty nineteen 20 yards, 20.3 yards of catch and 12 touchdowns, 2020, 20 yards of catch and eight touchdowns. So Damn. a consistent downfield threat. Yeah. I, love, I like it. A double need. double move aficionado is what Dane Brugler, the athletic. Aficionado? Uh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> all right. So, all right. So we'll start speeding up here as we get to the uh, the later rounds. But third uh, third round, we have two picks, 72 and 101 overall. So the eighth and 38th pick of the third round. 
Uh, does anybody have any third round targets that they are looking at? And again, this is probably, I mean, third round is where the Rams like to draft their wide receivers. So they're probably, guess, yeah. there's a good chance the Lions take a wide receiver with one of these two picks if they don't in the first two picks. I got. I would guy, almost guarantee it. He's, uh, this might be a little early for him, but it's in the, in his range. Uh, yep. Marcus Stevenson out of Houston. Mm-hmm. Uh, I it just he just he ran a four four five at his pro day. I think he was hoping to run a bit faster than that. So I but if you watch him on film, you, you think he runs a four three two like a four three sub four three. Dude is straight electric. I mean, you just watch his film and he explodes. He he's got great vision, uh, an excellent kick returner, and he's just a all around a threat in all parts of the field. He's he's very very quick and explosive type guy. Good size at about six feet tall. Uh, I, I don't know if this is going to be third round or fourth round, but I would be super psyched if this guy ended up on the Lions. Hmm. Interesting. Dude is electric. Um, Check out the highlight reel. It's just, it's fun. I will. I've, I've, not, I've not watched him personally. Um, a guy I like in the third round here, wide receiver wise, is Tylen Wallace out of Oklahoma State. Um, average, average size and speed. So that, I mean, that's why, you know, you're not getting the elite guys in the third round here by any means, but, um, uh, but really good route runner. Uh, but what I've read and what I saw when I did watch his highlight tape, um, and wins a lot of 50, 50 balls as well. The only problem with him and the reason he probably falls out of the second round, um, is because of his injury history as well. He tore his ACL, um, in 2019 and missed another game in 2020 because of uh, injuries with the same knee and then some groin issues. So, but when he's on the field, uh, he, he wins every rep type of guy uh, when the ball's thrown his way. So what's that guy's name again? Tylen Wallace out of Oklahoma state. First team, all big 12. UJ, do you have a third round prospect? Well, I don't know if he's a third or fourth rounder, but uh, I'm going back to the running back position. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, we were bringing up running backs in the second round. I don't think we'll pick a running back there, but if we do draft the running back in this draft, I think it'll be in the later rounds. And I'm thinking third rounder beyond Trey Sermon from Ohio State. I just think this guy. I think he's going to be kind of underlooked in this draft. There's they're ranking all these people ahead of him, but he looked so good at the end of last season. Uh, I wouldn't mind seeing this guy in a Lions uniform to add to that running back stable. Really, nice. really fun guy to watch at Ohio State uh, this past year. That's for sure. Yeah, put up monster numbers at the end of last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, yeah. yeah. I, just a workhorse, and I, I I just think he'd be an amazing addition to that backfield. Yeah, that that's a – no, I like that one, though. Um, and – Another third round one is the counterpart to Javante Williams in North Carolina, Michael Carter, who also averaged over six yards a carry um, this past year. Actually, averaged over eight yards a carry this past year in North Carolina. Um, four, five, forty, so slightly faster. Um, little, little smaller from the running back side of things, uh, but I could also see him as a running back prospect in the third round. Uh, Rud Dog, did you have anyone else in the third round uh, for us to target? Uh, not, not really. Okay. <laughs> um, I, I, I don't think the Lions will be targeting, a. yeah, I don't see, I don't see them targeting a, uh, tight end at all in the third round here either. I don't either. 
Uh, Pat Fryermuth no. is a guy, but he, he'll probably go um, sometime in the second round. He's a fun tight end out of Penn State. Uh, but I, I think he'll be gone by the time the third round comes around. Uh, Kid J, do you, do you have any uh, third rounders that might intrigue Detroit? Um, I was going to say Tylen Wallace. I agree. Yeah, I think he's going to be, yeah. be a great. He'd be a great uh, third round target for the Lions, um, especially because with all the wide receivers, all the speed demons they have, they need somebody who can like run routes and catch the ball pretty well. And with the they got the, Cephas though, the future Hall of yeah, Famer. Say no more. <laughs> <laughs> Do any of these wide receivers remind you of a guy that the Rams targeted in the third round? Uh, probably a, pro- uh, probably a, oh yeah, Cooper Cup definitely for uh, like Tylen Wallace. I think um, just a very technically sound person and who can get open and knows his way like through traffic. And I know Tylen Wallace is a little bit of an in- injury history towards ACL in college. Um, towards I think his right one in college. So hopefully that won't pop up again in the pros. But um. I think I think he'd be a good pro and a good fit for the Lions. Interesting, and I, I also could see the Lions targeting a guard here in the third round. Um, Aaron Banks, another Notre Dame guy, uh, six foot five, three twenty five, um, and why I think Wyde Davis he he might fall to the third round. If he does, I would not hate that uh, pick either. Uh, Deontay Brown no. out of Alabama, a beast, three forty four, six foot three. Oh my that's goodness. a guy that's going to ground it out in the run game for sure. Uh, so there's some fun names that can go there as well. Uh, <laughs> this seems to be the range when the guards will really start coming off the board if they're not overreached for because it's pretty – it seems to be kind of a weak guard class. Right, right. And that doesn't even include all the technically offense tackles that can convert off uh, guard as well. Right. Uh, That's what so. I mean most, but not including those guys. Uh so uh, there's a lot of options here in the third round for the Lions to go, though. Uh, and I, I honestly think this is where they take a defender. Uh, that's why I'm not as high on what the Lions have available in the third round necessarily. But I think a guard is definitely I, – I, I think that's where they'll go. Um, I don't see them going running back. Uh, but wide receiver and a guard, uh, definitely within that range. Um, let's hop down. Let's just go to the – so the Lions have a fourth-round pick, the seventh overall, and then a fifth-round pick, ninth overall. So let's go to the fourth round. Let's just throw out a couple names. Um, you, uh, Rudd Dog, did you have one? Uh, yeah, give me a second. I'll, I'll pull out one really quick while I'll give you that second. Uh, oh, okay, I was it. ready. Oh, <laughs> go uh, for it, go for it. Thayer Munford out of a guard tackle out of Ohio State. Big dude, 6'6", 319. Mm. At times has been seen as a potential early round kind of guy, but didn't quite live up to it. But by the fourth round, a guy like that with, you know, some good upside you can get with with your coaches could be, uh, you know, one of those turns out to be something, you know. A a six-foot-six guard? Hey, we had one before with uh, our, one of our best guards in recent years. Uh, what's his face? Warford? No, yeah. the guy we let go before. Yeah. Oh, Warford. Glasgow? Glasgow was 6'6". Yeah. Six, six. He's 6'6"? Six, six? Yeah, yeah, he, he was, he was tall. Guy. Oh, I didn't. I, I did not. 
I know. I it's, think he was it's, that it's, tall. It's, it's kind of abnormal, but it, you know, it worked for him. <laughs> Fair enough. This guy's Fair got enough. a little more weight to throw around too. I'll be honest with you, Z. I haven't got anybody at this late. Uh, I will when we have our actual draft uh, predictions, but uh, right now, I do not have anybody this late in the drafts. All right. So you are not you're not working for the Detroit Lions currently. No, <laughs> they kicked me out of the room. <laughs> um, I I I think uh. You know, I, I was just going to look at a quarterback here, possibly. It's on the fourth round, Kyle Trask or Kellen Mond as a possibility. Um, if the Lions don't go quarterback early, they, I think they need a backup. I don't, <laughs> I don't like the Green Bay guy that we got. I can't remember his name for the life of me right now. Who is the KJ? Do you remember the name of the the quarterback? The Lions just signed a backup. Uh, well. Oh. Oh, that's a kicker. I usually refer to Kid J because he's good with names right off the top of his head. Uh, but for the life of me, I cannot remember the name of the Lions. Uh, the backup quarterback that they signed with the Packers. We'll have to look that up in a moment. But um, yeah. Kyle Trask, uh, pretty successful quarterback at Florida, obviously. Not a super athletic guy by any means, but 6'5", 236. Oh, um, I like Kyle Trask. Pretty pretty tough guy. Pretty tough guy. Like Plays pretty tough. Uh, longest arms of any quarterback in this class, which... It's a good or bad thing these days. People are looking for the quick releases uh, nowadays. And Kellen Mond, a guy that's been starting forever, uh, I'm not as high on him. But a four six one forty, he can do some things out of the pocket if you're just coming in as a backup. I think Trask is one of the better uh, pocket passers, like pure pocket passers. I mean, he doesn't have the dynamic skill set they're looking for nowadays. but And so he'll probably fit better as a backup early on. But I can see him potentially being a starter he he did well at, really well at florida i know he had some yeah. great targets but yeah kyle pitts who we just praised greatly yes. and Kadarius tony so that helps but i mean mac jones had some pretty damn good targets too and he did okay right you know, there he's still getting highly touted so <laughs> um and tim was. boyle tim boyle is the name of the backup quarterback that we got uh currently so here's all the insights to the Packers offense, and we will shut them out twice this year. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Um, did anybody else? Uh, so, KJ, did you have any fourth-round targets for the Lions here to possibly uh, go after? Um, yeah, uh, a tackle um, from Northern Iowa, and his name is Spencer Brown. He is, uh, he's 6'8 and 3'11". He's more of like a he'd be more of like a deve- developmental pick because he's only been playing the offensive line for three years because he he played eight man football in Iowa, in Iowa in high school and he played on like the defensive end and tight end side so he he moved to offensive tackle when he went to college and so he's been playing off, he's only had thirty two career starts at right tackle so I think he'd be a good developmental prospect for the Lions to to groom. I like those positional conversion guys who were tight ends before. A lot of times that translates well to the athletic side of it. Right. Yeah, and there's there's three offensive tackles uh, listening, or four, I guess I should say, that are 6'8 or above uh, in this class. Wow. Stone Forsyth out of Florida, uh, 6'8", 307. Then Spencer Brown, as Kid Jay mentioned. Tommy Doyle out of Miami, Ohio, 6'8", 320. And then Jeez. out of Illinois State, Drew Himmelman. Uh, six foot nine, three twenty three. <laughs> Nothing else. You can put him in there to jump up and the block the kick. <laughs> right, right. 
But remember, uh, Laradrian, La, Adrian Waddle. Waddle, yeah. yeah. I mean, they picked him just they 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 got him as an undrafted free agent just out of pure size, and he had a fantastic NFL career. Uh, yeah, isn't he kind of kind of mad else? that we got rid of him because uh, he went on to play really well for the Patriots after he left the Lions. That's yeah. right. Um, but so I mean, it, that, that's where it. It's fun to get those guys uh, probably later uh, in like maybe the sixth or seventh round, just off pure size and possibly yeah. convert those guys. Into you know, we actually have one of those conversion guys in Matt Nelson. Right, D tackle to offensive yeah. line. He he right. went to the dark side. He went to the offensive line. That's right. That's, That's right. the light side. <laughs> you got it wrong. Uh, <laughs> actually, um, it wasn't a uh, what's his name? Our right tackle Robinson. Our right tackle. Oh, wait. Yeah. Who was our right tackle at Crosby? Crosby was kind of like that too, wasn't he? Didn't or do, we didn't draft him, did we? Yeah, we drafted him. Yeah, yeah. we did. Oh, we that's right. Him. But we drafted. I believe him he's late. a fifth round draft pick. If I'm, was it if I'm remembering correctly, off the top of my I head, I thought we drafted him later. Oh, never mind. Never yeah, no, mind. I, I remember like really because I thought he'd be like a third round prospect, and he fell to us all the way in the fifth round, and I was gladly oh. happy. And he he turned out to be like a like a fairly decent like backup. Possible starter right tackle. I thought he did solid yeah. last year. Yeah, he he's not a great run blocker, uh, but he's done a pretty decent job in the past game. So, yeah, uh, I, I feel like they could upgrade that spot for sure. He's not. Yeah, I agree. But he a really good guy to have in your roster for depth reasons, at the very least. Um, for sure. Be. And maybe him and Sewell, you know, two Oregon uh, tackles. They can maybe <laughs> play next. There you go. Up. Except they ever put Crosby a guard, <laughs> they'd have to try that first. Uh, or I unless know. I guess I, that's I my. Think I think he could be a really good guard. So I just don't understand why they've never tried it. It's kind of frustrating. Maybe this new regime will. Maybe the new regime will. Maybe. Um, if we're going to fifth round, or let's just uh, you know any fifth round or later prospect, uh, I'm just going to throw out a few more quarterbacks. I think are fun. Uh, Ian, well, Ian Book, you guys enjoy. Uh, ran a shocking four six five forty. I, I did not think he was that fast, but apparently, yeah, he's actually he faster than you think. Uh, I'm not. A, I'm a Notre Dame fan, but I'm not a huge Ian Book fan. I, you know, if he gets drafted, I'll actually be a little surprised. But I think he'll get a tryout somewhere. Maybe with us. Who knows? I think I could see him getting drafted, especially after running. Like he seems that. like a solid. Yeah, he seems like he could be a solid like NFL backup. I'd rather have him than yeah. Chase Daniel. I'll say that much. Yeah, uh, yeah sure. I'll go along with that for sure. <laughs> I mean, Chase Daniels uh, made forty million dollars in his career, so <laughs> I'm not sure he's the guy who can come in there and consistently do it well. But I could see him being a guy that could come in and win you a game, though. I think he he can play at a high enough level. He fluctuates too much for my liking, but you know, you're you're not putting the backup in because he's a rock steady guy who gets it done all the time. You're putting him in there just to give you a chance. And right. with his legs, True. he offers a little something different than what our – unless we draft, like, uh, fields or something. He offers us different than, like, what golf offers with mobility-wise. So, I, I, I would be – I'd be happy if he ended up on the Lions. But a fifth, fifth round might be still a little high for him. Right. Yeah, I, this is fifth round or later. So, if the Lions, like, trade back and – uh, get some more later round picks. Uh, maybe we get one of these. Sam Ellinger out of Texas. I, I enjoyed watching him play. I think <laughs> that guy's a, a hell of a competitor. I wouldn't mind seeing him on the roster competing for a spot. Jamie Newman. This guy is a wild card. Uh, you know, opted out 
uh, last year. He was supposed to play for Georgia. He was like, he was one of the top five favorites betting wise to be Heisman, and then he opted out, and now he's falling away the sixth, seventh round, uh, just due to some injuries, uh, transferring away Forest and things like that. Uh, but that that guy has a very high upside, I think, as a as a possible uh, backup in the NFL, and that's a guy that can win you games uh, that might be under. Appreciate it. Sounds like the kind of guy that might be like the Tom Brady kind of pick where he goes late because of whatever factor. I'm just saying like the kind of guy who could be a surprise starter is all not necessarily going to turn into Tom Brady, but um, a few more fifth. So if the Lions still haven't addressed running back yet, um, some fifth rounders that are fun. This is the man talk about really uh, hurting yourself by holding out another year and coming, going to stay in college is Chuba Hubbard out of Oklahoma state. He now has a he has like around a fifth round grade on him. Wow, uh, brutal! Because that guy was known as like a Heisman runner uh, runner up like uh, only yeah. a couple of years ago. Now he's fallen all the way to the fifth round after a disappointing year at Oklahoma State. Four five forty, um, six foot two ten. Well, we have a pretty good record with Oklahoma State running backs, don't we? True, <laughs> the Lions. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Probably, arguably the best record. Uh, well, that sounds like the perfect kind of guy to take a late round flyer on, uh, who could, you know, refine whatever he lost, you know, headed down here, comes back and, you know, finds himself again in the NFL. That would, you know, definitely a, a worthy pick late in the draft. Yeah. He's not a guy that's going to, um, do much out of the backfield in the passing game though, I think is what hurts him a lot too. um, coming to this draft. But if you want a bit, if you want a guy that's just gonna run over people, I, and again, it's so hard to say because he was in the MAC, uh, and you know, NFL obviously a big step up. But a guy that was really fun to watch this past year was Jarrett Patterson out of Buffalo, uh, five foot six, one ninety five, runs a four five eight forty. But he was a tough runner. I mean, he oh had over four hundred yards in a game uh, this past year. Led the uh, uh, nation in rushing uh, for Buffalo. How is he so little and runs so slow? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, five, four five eight's not that bad. Uh, the guy is really—he has we'll really good. Uh, he's someone that has really good vision. Uh, say his weight again. Jared Patterson, five foot six, almost five foot seven. Uh, one ninety five, four oh, five eight. That's pretty 40. dense. That's pretty dense. Uh, I don't know. I, later on, fire. Sure, I guess. Whatever. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I feel like there might be other talent out there still, a little more upside. But uh, I got a guy for a late, maybe a little diamond could be somewhat in the vein of Galladay. Maybe not quite as as you know recognizable. But Galladay was kind of out of nowhere in the fourth round. At least I thought so. I didn't hear about him before we drafted him. Uh, I mentioned him before in, in our uh, first way too early mock draft and. Uh, uh, from Michael Strachan or Strachan or Strachan, I don't know how you say it, uh, from Charleston, small school, but he's 6'5 and change, 226, ran a 4540, which is almost exactly what Galladay was, size and dimension wise. And just, you know, that kind of guy to take a late round flyer on, it could maybe be a diamond in the rough type with some huge upside. Hmm. I like that one. Um, I have another uh, wide receiver as well. Uh, I'm just so D- Daz Newsom out of North Carolina. I think that might be a decent uh, 
got to take here late as far as wide receivers go. Um, not a he has a lack of discipline on the field, which is an issue. But I mean, pretty athletic, four five uh, speed. Um, he's five foot ten, one ninety, uh, so decent size. Um, but he's a pretty tough guy, and he, he's also uh, a capable punt returner guy too. Uh, some success nice. uh, returned a punt in college. So I like it. Six, I got one more. Sixteen oh. touchdowns the last two years in college. Sorry, yeah, yep, go that's on. pretty. No, no, no. It's sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, you know, his name's Trevor Lawrence. If he falls to us in the fifth round, I say we jump on him. <laughs> <laughs> is that a D end or uh, offensive tackle? He, he's built name. like a D end, but uh, no, I'm just gonna. <laughs> Sorry, dumb joke. <laughs> uh, All right, <laughs> uh, KJ, that... did you have anyone else to throw out there? Um, I did not know. No. All right, so. Like we, I mean, more of the the bigger conversation happens at the top of the draft for the Lions, per usual. Um, we obviously all don't have the time our hands to get in depth with these fifth or later round guys, uh, but there are some names that we threw out there that are very possible. Um, I I kind of want Quinn Miners just for the D three. I, I I always root for the D three guys. I love it <laughs> in the yeah, second round. Is. I would not mind it. And he's man, if you if you watch the Senior Bowl, he 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 dominated. He and big- knows some like first round guys out there, so. I love it. And Big Z, I, I, I think, I mean, second round, maybe he's a second round, but I think third round is, you mentioned him in the second round, but I think third round would be the uh, primary to, to, to grab a guy like that. I think that if he's still available, obviously, but. Oh, if he's, if he's available in third round, hell yeah. You think he's going to go in the second round? I do. Oh, well, then hell, I mean, hey, if they think that highly of him, I'm all for it. I'm always for hey, a big, mean talent guy. Talent is talent, baby. Hell yeah, I, it is. I played for a D3 school, and uh, we had a tight end that was drafted in the third round. Pete Metzler has had a 16-year career in the NFL. so It's uh, pretty good. If the, talent, if the talent is there, it is there. So you take them. Right. That's true. Right. Okay, so I think that's going to wrap up this episode. Um, so those are the offensive targets here at each of the picks for the Lions. Um so when this episode airs, we'll be a week away from the NFL draft. So look for early next week, our entire mock draft from picks one through five, or maybe we think our first round to fifth round, or maybe there's some trade backs and there's more picks. I don't know. We'll see. You'll have to wait and see early next week when our mock final mock draft comes out mm-hmm. and then the NFL draft happens and it will be happening. Uh, there'll be people in person this year that, draft it's happening in cleveland yeah. i almost forgot it's happening in cleveland thank god um so i know trevor lawrence said he wouldn't be there zach wilson said he'll be there i know those are the only two people i'm aware of but uh th- so somebody will be there if, if, <laughs> if not it's one person it's zach wilson and the commissioner uh so <laughs> anyways uh so look er, again look early next week for our final mock draft instagram just... drinking boo kool-aid twitter at drinking lions please subscribe to podcasts on apple spotify wherever you get your podcasts and please leave a review. We really appreciate it. Rudd Dog, it's not like I heard you oh, something. To it's say. just so fire. I, I think we should just draft Zach Wilson at seven or while just to make a point if he's the only guy that shows up. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. Go on, finish it up. Your jokes are on. You're on fire with the jokes tonight. I'm Rudd always Dog. on point. Yeah. Always on point. Put them out, man. Put them out. <laughs> <Damn>. <laughs> All right. So thank you, everybody, for listening. We'll see you early next week. And last but not least, as always, 
Go! Lions! Forward down the field, a charging team that will not yield. And when the blue and silver wave, stand and cheer the brave. Rock, rock, rock! Go hard, win the game. With honor, you will keep your fame. Down the field and gain a Lions victory. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.